0: You're watching the Sports Objective, the podcast for Pirates. This is East Carolina All-American Brian Packard, and we're talking Pirate baseball and the Sports Objective. You're listening to Extra Innings, presented by Next Level Training Center on the Sports Objective. Join us every Sunday night on Facebook Live and our YouTube channel as we talk East Carolina baseball, as we look back at the previous week and take a look at what's ahead. Now, let's talk Pirate Baseball.
1: All right, welcome in to Extra Innings right here on the Sports Objective. Obviously, a very up and down week. Pirates lose today, unfortunately, uh, to to Tulane, as Tulane is the 2023 Champion, uh, still stings to say that for baseball, but our Pirates are 45 and 17. They are the regular season champions. We just found out they will not be hosting, unfortunately, in Greenville, right behind me there at Clark LeClaire Stadium. But Bubba Rosenbaum, I've got some good news for you, and I'll pass that along. I've got some a couple good news uh, to pass along about the Pirates, my thoughts, but I want to give that to you first.
2: Yeah, overall doing well, can't complain. Um obviously not the result we wanted, a result that any pirate fan wanted. Um uh, going 4 and 2 on the week, um but hey, hats off to the guys the way they the way they grinded and uh you know came back um uh, after after letting that six-run lead against South Florida slip on Tuesday. Um battle back one four consecutive games um you uh, found a way to get to the championship, first time anyone's ever lost their first game or maybe come out of the loser's bracket period and advance to the, the championship. And today, we just didn't make the plays like Coach Godwin said in the post game. And um, we'll try to give that to you here momentarily. But uh, you can hear it on our YouTube channel and you know watch and listen to what Cliff Godwin had to say following the game. But he said the guys were uh, largely on fumes. He said on one hand, he perhaps should have played in you know, some guys like Nathan Chrisman and et cetera that were a little bit fresher, but you know, he just could not uh, find it within himself to do that uh, because of what those those veterans and uh, you know regulars have uh, meant to the program and earned our way back through the loser's bracket to get to the championship. But Kyle yeah,
1: uh, uh, Grange, he's going to, maybe he'll come back, but he's but, and it was in the green room for a second there.
2: But yeah, um, overall, uh, you know, doing well, excited about the, the prospects for postseason play. And uh, the, the only negative was the nasty weather around here today. Um, 59 and rainy right here at the end of May. It was Connecticut weather. And, meanwhile, uh, yeah. Matt, Matt Simmons up there in Middletown, Connecticut, had North Carolina weather, 85 and sunny, and he's in the pool on a float um, and, you know, s- sipping a – pirate beverage and why you can't take part in the show right now
1: yeah that tells you uh (laughs) the weather gods were not for us here in north carolina let's just say that and uh really excited to have all our pirates here because you know what we can flush that uh last week was last week the good news is bubba i'm going to tell you right now the two seed pirates we're gonna be a two seed we know that the two seed pirates i don't care who you are um, maybe you could argue wait for some other teams. You better look out. I think that everybody's going to say this is a spin, but I think the Pirates are going to have a chip on their shoulder. I think uh, they should have been a number one seed. They should have hosted. Um, and guess what? That's some great motivation. 45 wins and you don't host in your regional, excuse me, uh, your regular season champs. Um, you know, hey, I know that they could argue about RPI and all that, but RPI is just one factor. And uh, But we haven't been on the road to a regional since 2016. And, Bubba, looking back, I counted up. We played 60 innings, 6-0, 60 innings from Tuesday till today. A lot of innings. Uh, proud of these guys. And, hey, just like the weather is kind of like a storm today, and we're all pirates, we, we uh, it was a gut punch. It was definitely not what we wanted. But the good news, Bubba, I'm telling you, wherever they put us tomorrow – uh, look out for that number one seed. That's all I'm saying.
2: Yeah. Um, everything that we, we want to accomplish, you know, outside of obviously, you know, what we what we failed to accomplish today, but, you know, those, the, the biggest of our season goals are, are still ahead of us and they're within our control, and that's that's what you want. I'm sure you'd like to be playing at Clark LeClaire Stadium for a fifth straight year, but it uh, wasn't to be, and uh, now – and this team played better on the road later in the season. And and although it hadn't played great on the road the first half to two-thirds of the season, it perhaps wasn't quite as bad um, as the record led you to believe because, like Coach Godwin pointed out, uh, you, you had road games and that you lost um, against quality competition in, you know, in very narrow fashion. Um, be it at NC State, uh, where you nearly came back and won there, or at Campbell, um, UNC Wilmington, um, congratulations to the Seahawks. They won the the uh, Colonial Tournament and uh, advanced out of the CAA with that auto bid. So, um, so, yeah, you look at it. I think out of our 17 losses, uh, eight were by one run. So, you know, you get a few of those that we didn't get, and you're probably hosting for, for a fifth straight year. But, uh, you know, I appreciate everyone chiming in on Facebook and YouTube. um you know you have Stevie Fly, Craig Dusset, Richard Allsbrook, a lot of the usuals, uh, Mark Callaway, uh, Sarah Sanders, but um, and Richard well, we'll come back to your point as far as the hosting breakdown or host site breakdown by conference here in a little while uh, after we talk more about the pirates, but um. Craig said agrees with you, Dave. He says uh, we'll undoubtedly and you know, come out with that with that chip on our shoulders on wherever it is, be it be it Charlottesville, Conway, Columbia, or, or what have you, um, Winston Salem. But um, he said, "What a grind the the conference tournament became." No doubt, uh, six games in six days. You did have the the off day on Thursday. Excuse me. I guess it was it was Friday, and and then you had to um, win the two games, which we did on Saturday um, before coming up just a little bit short today. So um, mm-hmm. certainly not going to go through and talk about each of those six games. No, no need to, to go that in-depth, but did want to highlight some of the excellent individual performances uh, because to make the run that we did after losing game one and winning four straight, it was definitely um, the epitome of a team effort and really highlighted the Pirates' depth. I mean, you saw guys like Landon Gin, five appearances out of the bullpen, um, really did some nice things. Uh, Danny Bill um, did what Danny Bill has done of late, and really the majority, if not all, of the season. And uh, he, he's fantastic. Um, he had nine innings over four appearances, and and Danny Bill allowed just one run on two hits and struck out twelve over those four appearances and had it not been for garrett sailor pitching so well in game one against south florida on saturday then danny bill would have been the repeat winner of the pgs gloves.com pitcher of the week Um, but but because of the job that garrett sailor did um going uh it had to be his best start of his career eight innings One run, that was on the solo bomb, about the fifth or sixth inning, which broke up the no-hitter. The only other hit he allowed uh, was, I believe it was a double there in the uh, ninth when he was attempting to close it out before we went to the bullpen. 112 pitches, but through those eight-plus innings, just one run on two hits, six strikeouts, and one walk for Garrett Saylor. Congratulations to him, our pgxgloves.com Pitcher of the Week. Dave, you're on mute.
1: Thank you, Bubba. Sorry about that. I was talking to our good buddy, Shell Powell, and uh, I, I said it. Garrett Saylor, uh, he he threw like he was in the College World Series, and he's meant so much to the program, him and Carter Spivey and Hoove, and it's great to have those guys, and um, to have that, I'm just uh, we're, we're so fortunate and blessed to have a lot of guys like that, that it's not that we really take them for granted because we're appreciative of them, but a lot of these guys, uh, would be, you know, we should, you know, honor them even more, I think. But anyway, congratulations to him for getting the PGX gloves pitcher of the week. Garrett Saylor, like Richard Allsburg said, sail on like the song from the Commodores and Lionel Richie. Uh, he was sailing man yesterday doing his thing. Yeah. He
2: he really was a terrific command and, uh, you know, really, really had those, um, bulls hitters, um, uh, you know, off balance, and and you chase chasing the, the slider off the plate. But um, Trey is Savage, um, oh man, wanted to highlight what he did out of the bullpen is more of a role that he had taken on last year. Even though that second relief outing turned into uh, being so lengthy, it was more like a start. But uh, yeah. he looked like the he looked like the Trey Savage of old. He he pitched uh, much more like he did the first half of the season, the first two thirds of the season before he before he um only went an inning in a fraction out at Wichita. And in six and two-thirds, one run on two hits and eight strikeouts. And you he just had that swagger about him and his command. So uh, great to see Trey Savage pitching so well as we head into the postseason.
1: No doubt about it. And Richard brought up the fact that – how about Justin Wilcox and J-Dub catching all those uh, games? Man, he, he was incredible. And it was 60 innings, 6-0, six, like I said, 60 innings. And uh, a lot of innings for uh, for baseball. But it is a tournament. And, um, you know, uh, the great thing about it is uh, it stings. Uh, it'll hurt. But it, we're going to come back on a Friday and uh, wherever we have to play. And welcome in now on the road. Speaking of a road lawyer, Kyle from the Green Harbor. He's going, going on, there?
3: guys? Um, how's my connection? Y'all hear me all right? Yes. All right, I can't hear y'all that great for whatever reason, but I can hear you good enough. Um, I don't know where we are on talking about things, but obviously – We're talking about the excellent
2: performance by Trey Savage in relief and how he was pitching like he had the first two-thirds of the season prior to Wichita when we had to shut him down.
3: Yeah, Trey Savage was uh, was fantastic, um, along with a number of guys. um, But uh, Trey Savage looked like uh, Trey Savage of old – the other night in relief, and uh, yeah, look great. Uh, hopefully that spells good for the regionals wherever we are. Hey, good chance we're going to be at an SEC site.
1: Yeah, eight of them. Yeah, I still don't understand. The South Carolina is, uh, I understand uh, Bubba said the uh, RPI, but that's the one, of the, all of them makes sense to me. The South Carolina one I'm still having a hard time with, but yeah, I haven't, I haven't had
3: a chance to look at all the host sites, guys. Um, I, I just saw the group messages, eight eight SEC sites, uh, four for the ACC. Uh, have we gone over the 16 host sites already?
2: No, we're, we're, we're going to come back to that here in about five or ten, ten minutes. Okay. And then we'll expand on that a little bit more because, uh, like Dave said, uh, definitely a lot of pros, but then also some cons on that South Carolina resume, and we'll we'll touch on that here in just a, a few minutes. Um, and Kyle also right before you signed in You were talking about other guys pitching well In addition to Trey Savage out of the bullpen Danny Bill uh, We had discussed how stellar he was um, Four appearances, nine innings Twelve strikeouts in those nine innings And just, uh, just uh, um, unbelievable in relief As he has been for the majority of the season um, Something we have not mentioned yet Zach Root today got the start you look at his line and you think, well, he, he didn't pitch well at all. And, no, he didn't pitch his best, but he actually he actually pitched pretty well in the first inning. He didn't get any breaks. Um, really not a whole lot of hard contact off of Zach. Um, I think maybe one of those three hits in the first inning, and we, we had a miscue or two defensively where we didn't help him out. Really settled in and pitched pretty well after that. Six strikeouts and no walks and uh, really had his off-speed stuff working. So that's great to see as well, as we're pretty limited on the left-handed um, options. And um, so it was great to see him. It's also Eric Ritchie, three and two-thirds. hit, oh, hit, One hit, uh, um, and three and two-thirds shutout innings, um, where he struck out six and really, really had his stuff working. So um, great to see those left-handers on top of their game as we head in the postseason since we have very few.
1: No question about it. It's uh, exciting. Uh, This is always one of my favorite times of the year. We're going to find out where we're going tomorrow. Uh, We're the Road Warriors. The Pirates. I'm going to
3: predict Columbia.
1: You're going Columbia.
3: 2-3, Columbia.
1: All right. We're going to talk about that. We're going to have a uh, – in fact, Richard Allsbrooks wants to do that, a guessing – where we guess where we're going to play. So, we'll maybe we can do that um, in a little bit. But, uh, hey, uh, Bubba, you know the the thing for the Pirates, one of the things I thought about is look at the amount of experience that we had pitching-wise, like an Eric Ritchie. That's the most he's ever pitched, right, over three innings? Most, most yeah, he, he, threw, um, what was it
2: he threw three three and two-thirds. Yeah. And, and in those three and two-thirds, he, he threw approximately uh, – Upwards of fifty, close to sixty pitches. So, uh, so yeah, it's it's great to see him pitch so well in in three and two thirds shutout innings, surrendering, <laughs> surrendering just that single hit. And going back to wh- what y'all were saying on uh, Justin Wilcox, and he was the Iron Man behind the plate. And Coach Godwin referenced that at least once, if not multiple times, in the post game. Per I don't know this; uh, it may have been it may have been a. a Another reason, but um, perhaps that's why we saw uh, him pitch hit for there in in the ninth today.
1: Yeah, I I would imagine uh, with with this uh, with this pitching staff, I was really happy with winter winner uh, came in. I thought today, I thought he looked good. Uh, I'm happy for him to get experience, Zach Rude. Um, you know, one of the things, kind of like a building block, and I'll say this, guys, I think that. The only good, the one of the good things you could say about this week is having the six days. We got a got a lot of guys got a lot of experience, and uh, as far as postseason play and these young guys, man, can you imagine them in a couple of years? I was just thinking about that today with Zach Root, uh, for example. He's gonna be he's gonna be really amazing. He has his flashes now, but man, he's gonna be really good, it next year or the year after.
2: Yeah, and I I talked about his. Uh... Improving command today and how he really had the off-speed stuff working for him. Um, I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, wanted to point out Jaden Winter came in and looked sharp in two-thirds of an inning there late. I um, believe it was the top of the ninth and uh, gave us a chance. But um, he, he, got, he got a big strikeout. You know, on the offensive side, um, really had a few different options we considered um, for what they did at the plate and then also with the glove for our pgxgloves.com player of the week. Um, Very easily could have once again been Carter Cunningham. Carter had the grand slam, also had another home run, a double, a triple. He was um, nine for 27 in the six games. You also had Josh Moreland, who was nine for 27, two home runs, two doubles, eight runs batted in. Amac had a solid week with eight hits, and his batting average continues to climb. But um, we went with Jacob Starling and congratulations to star on being our pjxgloves.com player of the week, eight for 25, three doubles, two home runs, one of which was a grand slam, 11 runs batted in and played air free at second base as he had, um, or he did not commit an error in 25 chances.
1: Yeah. And, and what's great is like you're saying, the, uh, Jacob Starling, but you got uh, Carter Cunningham and Moylan uh, a close second for both those guys. And and those guys, uh, you give this guy with the 16 innings, like I talk about, you give this guy these guys rest, and they're going to have what four or five. Everybody else will. I know Kyle's going to say that, but um, when you look at our best, uh, they I, no excuses, but I do believe they were on fumes, and um, they're going to get. Look at Amac having all those. How many IVs does Amac have? Like three or four IVs over yeah, the last week,
2: at least a couple, um, because <laughs> we, we know he did at the the hotel, and then between games yesterday and one uh, today, so, right? Yeah, so at, at least two or three. Yeah,
1: so um, I think a lot of that's just uh, I don't I don't know maybe exhaustion, but no excuses. Hey, the, the, the it's over. Um, the good news is we got a lot of experience. There were a lot of positives we can take away. Uh, six games, six days. Um, And the good news, guys, the regionals won't be this bad. The Super Regionals won't be this bad. And Omaha, for sure, sure won't be this bad having this many games. So when you look at our our chances for the regional uh, coming up, we'll talk about that in a little bit. But I like our chances. Uh, No matter where we go, I really believe we're a one seed. And, hey, we didn't get it. So uh, let's go out there and prove them wrong, that we should have been a one seed and we should be hosting. I mean, man, we could have, Bubba, after the uh, regional, we'd have, what, uh, forty-eight wins, another
2: three. Yeah, obviously at least forty-eight. Uh, if if yeah. we were to go through the region without losing, it could could be forty-nine. If if we were playing our way out of the losing yeah. record yeah. But uh, yeah that's something I was thinking about as well, Dave. You know, it, should the the pirates um, go where we all want to go um, to Omaha, then uh, you're going to be I mean, there's no way around it. You're going to be the second team in program history to win 50 games because in 2004 we were 51-13, and Um, that excellent team that had, you know, the likes of um, the Lawhorn Twins and then uh, Ryan Jones, uh, Jamie Page, uh, Greg Bunn, et cetera. Uh, But, but yeah. So, biggest thing in these next few days, get back to Greenville and get our legs and and, uh, and then, you know, just fine-tune things before we head wherever we're going. No doubt You know, about the
3: cool part is about all this, you know, we, we were disappointed we didn't win the conference tournament. Um, maybe at times we, we didn't get some wins we wanted this year against in state opponents, losing the last one against Carolina, losing one against NC State, Campbell <laughs> sweeping us. But the cool part about all this is if this team goes to Omaha, None of that mess will matter. This will be considered the greatest team in ECU history. So everything these guys want to do, they can still do. Um, we're going to have to play our best baseball of the year. Um, we need some luck. I think sometimes yep. in the history of ECU baseball, we've had bad luck. You think maybe at some point the, the, the ball will bounce our way and we'll just get lucky. Um, maybe um, maybe this will be that year. But uh, it'll be interesting to see where we go. And I'm interested to go over the host sites whenever you guys are ready to get to that.
1: Yeah, Craig. By the way, had a question. Can we host a super? And that's yes, we yeah, can. We,
3: yeah.
1: we can if if a top seed gets knocked off and we're higher than it's the team that uh, knocks them off.
3: If it's so, two two seeds, I don't know how that's done. I don't. Yeah. I, I don't really think they seed. I don't really think there's such thing as a higher two seed than other than another two seed. Bubba, correct me if I'm wrong. Is it just who? How does that work? If two two well,
2: seeds. They don't come out and they certainly do not come out and communicate that. Uh, you know, when the they bracket hell, but you know, through listening to the interviews with Coach O's, spending all those years on the committee, summons the chair of the committee. I really, you know, he, he says that they do their best, at least in the past when he was involved, to balance out a region. So, in other words, like Dave and I were discussing before you joined in, I think this was off the air. Um, you have Wake Forest that most people you know, understandably think's going to be the top overall seed. So if we were to go there, you would think that the the three and four seeds are probably going to be a little bit lighter than they would elsewhere. Yeah. And yeah, but it
3: still doesn't really answer the question. It, it, let's say we're in the West Salem region when we win it. And then let's say that's head to head with what's the 16 seed most likely?
1: Auburn. I think. Okay,
3: I guess we'll but, since uh, we won the I higher seated regional. When well, we since we won the higher seeded regional, I would assume we would host.
2: Well, there are different factors that you know, come into play there as far as the, the bid, and then and then, uh, obviously, our background hosting uh, for the last four years bodes well for us, and also having hosted a super so so. uh Seems, That's like some, the fair, go ahead. It seems
3: like the fair thing would be just as simple as that if it's two two seeds whichever seed won the higher seeded tournament should should get the hosting spot that seems seems that it should be that simple to me
2: yeah depending on how some of the other stuff checks out uh, i would tend to agree and then not always but most of the time so let's let's say you do I mean, look last year was old miss uh were they a three seed last year, I believe, when they won it all? So and then obviously you, you had Fresno State winning as a three seed. So yep. if you have a situation like that where you have an old miss or a Fresno State or um what or whoever, um, I think what we we were let's see, weren't we a three seed when we came out of Charlottesville?
1: Yes. I, I believe so, I
2: yeah. I think we were three seed. So yes. if you have a situation where where we're a two in advance and then you have a three advance yeah we um, would obviously host,
3: yeah. yes yeah, yeah i was speaking up a situation of two twos only
2: well oh yeah I, yeah i know what you were getting at so i think a lot of it would, would depend on who it is and then like like you're saying uh, if it's a if it's a two seed um, that's uh, maybe a little less reputable and not doesn't have the hosting background but like like you're saying just to to be equitable and um uh, you know, uh, leave a uh, little gray area. As long as the host is suitable, then uh, then taking yep. that one that defeats the higher seed uh, would make sense.
1: Yeah, like if Indiana State loses, right? So
3: that Indiana State did get the sixteen seed, or
1: well, you know yep. they're they are in, so likely the sixteen. Yeah, more than likely they're the – I would say they're the 15 yeah, or 16.
3: I haven't seen, like I said, I, I'm, I'm anxious to hear all 16 sites. Yeah. We, we were at a good Let's lookout, go ahead and do so. just
2: that. Um, before yeah, we discuss any further, let's go ahead. I'll uh, put our graphic on the screen here, uh, taking a look at the 16 regional sites, and then we'll continue to discuss where the Pirates may be headed and then also um, some of the other regional teams and so forth. But the 16 host sites are Auburn, Baton Rouge, Charlottesville, Clemson, Columbia, Conway. So you got three. Um, back to the, the days uh, where all those teams in South Carolina are playing excellent baseball and uh, hosting. So then you have um, Cole Gables, Fayetteville, Arkansas, Gainesville, Lexington, Kentucky, uh, Nashville, Palo Alto, Stillwater, Terre Haute, uh, Tuscaloosa, and Winston-Salem.
1: A lot of season. Like my report card, guys. <laughs> Charlottesville, yeah. Clemson, Columbia, Conway. Man, I
3: Oregon. really thought Southern Miss went in the conference, in the Sunbelt tournament after finishing second in the Sunbelt. Let me tell you something. I will make a case of the belt here. Uh the Sunbelt as good as the league as that is, only getting one host site is ridiculous. Southern Miss finished second in mm-hmm. the regular season, won the conference tournament. Uh they them they they should be they they should have got that hosting site over one of those SCC schools. I don't want to take it away from Indiana State, uh, but eight, eight SCC yeah. schools host is ridiculous.
1: Like I and said. That, Sun
3: Belt, as good as that league is, is also ridiculous.
1: Yeah, and guys, uh, um, Bubba, not to pick on South Carolina, but the Columbia Regionals, the one is the one head scratcher for me. I don't know about you guys, but that's the one that I, I just – I'm. I'm really like the Clemson win. You know, as far as Clemson goes, Clemson like is on on fire, and they won the ACC tournament. And so you understand that you understand why Coastal's hosting. But as far as the other South Carolina site of Columbia, and for North Carolina to only have one site, I'm just uh, I I think it would have two.
2: Yeah, circling back to the Gamecocks, um, you know, as I mentioned, we would do a moment ago. We were talking about some of the the pros and cons of their resume. Um, They were 16 and 13 in the SEC and then have an RPI of eight currently. So, um, obviously, both of those things bode well for them. Um, They did have a series win over Clemson, albeit a much different Clemson team. It would be interesting to see how that would play out now because that took place back in the first weekend of March. Um, The Gamecocks – I think this was one of the reasons it was most surprising they did get the host site, and I know D1 Baseball had them going on the road. Um, they actually had Campbell hosting in one of their, if not the final projection, and had, I, I think South Carolina was maybe the two-seed two at Campbell, but uh, but anyway, they lost 11 out of their, their last 14 games.
3: Yeah, I uh, hope we get the two-seed in Columbia. I mean, just because they lost 11 out of 14 doesn't mean anything, but yeah. If I could choose where we would go, uh, maybe Columbia. I, although somewhere different, you know, I, I, like an Auburn or something like that, just somewhere that we—I yeah, don't know. I, I'm going to—I'm going to predict Columbia. Jessica's predicting. Uh, my wife uh, is predicting Miami or Coral Gables. Um, I don't know where, where, where are you guys picking.
2: I am. I, I wouldn't mind Conway. I was
1: no, going so you're so going to so go I with, with Conway,
3: Bubba, and Dave. Uh, and
1: Dave. I'm going, I'm going Conway. I love uh, Conway 20. Hello, darling. That's where I'm going. Both of y'all are going Conway.
2: Okay. Well, I, I. who knows? It's just a shot in the dark. I mean, I, I mean we haven't right. played South Carolina in a while. You know, I could definitely see Columbia happening, and that would be fine with me. It's two hours down the road. Um, so, certainly we'd do everything I could to get a hold of a, a ticket and attend there, as I will. Most places that are uh, of the region, like Charlottesville, Conway, Clemson, but um, yeah, Winston Salem. I, I don't, really, for some reason, I don't, I don't think we'll get sent there. Uh, I think that, I don't know. That,
3: I don't know, Bob. They gotta have. They gotta have a strong. They gotta have a strong two. And while you, it could be an SEC school there because you got eight, eight SEC host sites, so you ain't gonna send an SEC through an SEC host site. So they could get an SEC two. But they can't have an ACC two there.
2: Why do um, they have to have a strong two?
3: Well, they don't. You're right. If they give them an easy three or four, you're right. Um, no, that's a good point. But yeah, that's, that's a good point. Um, my, my, my thinking was backwards there. A 16 seed, you would have to have a strong two, you would think. But um, you're probably right. It could be an SEC school there. You, I don't. You know, I'm not scared to go play at Wake Forest. I know no. they're pitching. Their pitching has been unbelievable this year, but at the same time, I don't know. I I, I think we, I think we might have more fans there than they would.
1: Yeah, that, that's what I was going to bring up, guys. I'm glad you brought that up, uh, Kyle, is the fact that uh, how many fans right now are so close, to, like on our western part of the state, or pirate fans. Um, how many fans could get to Winston Salem very quick? A lot. And, even, uh, even
3: been on the weekend, I mean, even from eastern North Carolina three hours. like it is now you, you, yeah i can be with salem like two hours and 40 minutes
1: yeah yeah easy easy maybe less yeah so i mean that's that's what i'm saying like um yeah the wake forest is a great story but i i don't you know maybe maybe they'll prove me wrong i don't see them do you guys see them winning the whole thing
3: that's possible i mean i i don't know
2: yeah I mean, mean, they're good.
1: There's no question they're good. I'm not saying that – don't get me wrong. Don't misunderstand me. I'm not saying they're overrated. But I just don't – you know, sometimes the best team, as we found out today, the best team doesn't always win. So I I don't see them winning the whole thing. I really don't.
2: Well, as two of those teams that I mentioned, um, Ole Miss and then Fresno State going way back to the days of Rosenblatt Stadium, I mean, three seeds. um, Fresno State would not have gotten in had they not won the WAC tournament. And then, and then uh, in the case of Ole Miss, I think they were perhaps the last team in, you know, ed- edging out someone like NC State, and then then they won it all. So. Uh, and and with,
1: a, with a strong record like we have of having 45 wins, uh, I know, Jessica, They D1 baseball had us going to Miami. Isn't that a slap in the face for us to go to Miami uh, that far away from Greenville?
3: It doesn't bother me. I mean, I, I I wish it was somewhere our fans could attend better. But
1: um, – I mean, I think we can win. Don't get me wrong. I, I think that matchup would be that we can beat Miami. I'm just saying, like, as far as – even though we're not a one seed, wouldn't we uh, be with 45 wins? I, or, I, I'm
3: going to send us to Indiana State. We'll be the two seed
1: out there. Yeah, <laughs> me, I don't have a problem with it. I'm just asking as far as a respect to the program, having 45 wins, regular season champions – you make it all the way to the championship game. Our strength of schedule. Uh, there's a lot of factors in there that, for me, and I'm looking at it. I don't know, junior I'm not sure the RPI now is it low to uh, high twenties rather. I think I take it.
2: Give me a moment and I, and I'll um, look at that current RPI. Yeah, it's, I want to say somewhere between 25 and 29, but um, a little more about Wake Forest and while we were on that topic, um, the, the Demon Deacons 47 and 10, 29 and three at home and in their last 10 games they, they lost three games one in each of their uh, final three conference series uh, f- falling to uh, Virginia Tech 14 to 6 and that was one of their three home losses they lost down at Florida State in the series finale 4 to 3 and then they had lost um, a game at home in 12 innings to Boston College 11 and 9 so so obviously, they, they've been really good in addition to you, you hear about their arms. Um, if you look at some of the numbers they've put up uh, offensively, it's pretty impressive as well. I mean, they've scored st- in excess of 20 runs on at least a few, if not several occasions.
1: I agree. Uh, Chuck uh, on YouTube was talking about Auburn. Guys, I know they play in the SEC. They only have 34 wins overall. Um, that's totally uh, that's totally SEC bias for them to have a host site. And again, how can we have – we have 45 wins and they only have 34. Um, it's not like it's neck and neck and you would obviously give it to an SEC site. But to have eight regional sites, um, I think that college baseball could do a much better job if they would. And I agree with a lot of our, our viewers and listeners right now that – We need to do a better job of having all those SEC schools. We know they're the best conference, but you can make an argument for the ACC, obviously. uh, In there, they get four, but you have probably two of the best conferences. They have twelve out of the sixteen. I, I, to me, I'm just not really happy with that. But again, it is. is. And it's
2: not just it's not just East Carolina. How about Campbell on the season they had and the resume they put together? And they have, last I checked. Go see what it is currently. I think coming into the day, Campbell had an RPI of 14, and that's where they currently are, 44 and 13. Yeah. O- obviously three wins over the Pirates, and then yeah. some other some other nice wins on the resume, including one, uh, I believe, over the Tar Heels. And so, hey, hey, yeah, go ahead. And uh, last year, uh, Campbell went to um, – it'll be interesting to see where they get sent because uh, – They'll have some folks nervous, you know whether whether it's getting sent to uh, Columbia as a two seed or, you know, I, I do think they'll probably stay in one of those regionals pretty close to home with their body of work to, to reward them. But uh, let's say they do get sent to Auburn um, a- after going to an SEC environment, and it wasn't just last year; they also had been to Mississippi State, I think, a couple years ago, and, and performed very well. So, uh, they would not be a phase one bit going if they did get sent to Auburn or somewhere like that. Like
1: well, Indiana State, they won 42 games. i look back on that to double check. I knew it was over 40. They won 42 games. So, I have no issues with Indiana State, a uh, good program in the Missouri Valley. Um, you know, that that's a perfect example of a team that's a good program, and they've had a really good year. So, they, they're well-deserving. But Auburn, come on, really. Yeah,
2: yeah Indiana State – Um it's great to see someone like that um it's not a household name but has a very good program be rewarded but um just given where they were and knowing that they were going to be 15th or 16th seed um probably in one of those last host sites chosen when they were playing Evansville and Evansville won the first game yesterday i was pulling for the purple aces to win that second game when they got beat 6 to nothing just because i knew it would help east carolina's calls so otherwise Hey, that's that's awesome. That's great. Uh, much rather see Indiana State than, like you said, a, a seventh or an eighth SEC team.
1: Yeah, I mean, I understand they're looking for uh, – I understand as far as the SEC is the best conference. I understand they play a lot of hard things. But um, as anybody knows has ever played or coached, it's really hard to win games, period. And when you have 56 games, like the Pirates have won 45 of those, uh, well, now what is it? Sixty-two games, I guess they played. Um, but anyway, it's just that's crazy. Uh, by the way, Mark uh, Calloway says we're twenty-six on RPI on Warren Nolan. So uh, about that's about what I thought we would be, is the high twenties. So
2: yes, thank you uh, for chiming in with that. Uh, that that was the last I'd seen, but I wasn't sure with some of the games not having gone final if that's where we currently were. Uh, but uh, so. Johnny Gardner said Larry Bird played first base for the Sycamores, and I didn't know that. And so, so I googled that. Uh, not doubting Johnny, but I I just was not aware of that. I've never heard that. This wow! Is a, this is an SB Nation article. I'll try to remember to link this to our social media. But it said Larry Bird once played college baseball as a dare, and he was actually good. So, wow! So it was talking about them coming off the thirty-three and one season. Um. And losing in the national championship game to Michigan State, and then it goes on to tell the tell the story um, oh, exactly. where, but I'll uh, I'll come back to that after I've uh, read the story. Thank but you. Johnny after, yeah. Not surprising with Larry Bird standing six nine that he was at first base,
1: and no doubt. And Johnny, I tell you what, we got the best viewers. I'm not kissing up to you guys. Uh, You guys and ladies are tremendous, and we don't. We're not talking heads here. We don't have to be the smartest people in the room. Like, And I'm not knocking any of our local media, so don't think when I say that. But I think it's great when we have people that are such great contributions to the show, just like Chuck's of the World, the Marks of the World, the both Johnny's, Richard, uh, Craig, uh, yeah. Shell. There's so many. Robert, uh, by the way. And uh, how about Stevie Fly on with us tonight? There's so many great people. Um, that's what's great about this fan base is that we had a tough loss today. Losing the conference tournament, the championship. And we've got a lot of people watching and listening right now. We appreciate you so much. And don't ever think that we ever take it for granted, right, guys?
2: Yeah. And kind of, I saw Richard Osbrook's comment. I think you just read this, Dave, but uh, not yet. Wanted to elaborate on this a little bit more. Um, He said, I saw on the NCAA thread on Indiana State um, that they were two and nine versus top 50 please explain yourself other than the AD as a committee member. I'm not going to say a whole lot about that because I believe last year, and correct me on you know, JR, uh, if, if you're tuned in, I think last year when the Pirates got a top eight um, and obviously hosted both the regional and super regional, we were two and seven against the top 50, even though we were very good against the quad two teams that are 51 to 100. So, uh, so yeah, I, I don't – it's clearly not – a great record, but without I hadn't dove into that to see, you know, maybe they lost a, a lot of close games in those uh, nine losses uh, against the quad one teams.
1: Yeah, and another thing, too, is uh, if you remember, guys, last year, uh, we had, what, 41 wins at uh, this point, Bubba, something like that. But we, we had that 20-game win streak going, in um, fact, uh, all the way through. That would have been – uh, through the regional? Yeah, Super Regional is when we first lost. So we had 20 games that we won in a row. You look at a Clemson, guys, they're, I think, uh, is their RPI like four? But the conference schedule they play, they look at when they're winning, they win the conference tournament, and shout out, by the way, to Eric Backage and Nick Schnabel, before I forget, for the job they've done. in year one, year one, we I mean, I have a lot of confidence in them, but Year one, and you've got a, you're going to be a top eight seed, and you have uh, you're hosting a regional, and man, they started out so slow. I'm happy that they turned it around.
2: Yeah, I and mean, Clemson is currently sixth in the RPI, and they had a second place regular season finish, and then won the tournament today, as I believe we've already mentioned. So, yeah, Tigers looking good to uh, to grab one of those national seats. Um, cert- certainly right there in the mix, and. uh, I would say they'll get it. Uh, But um, we also had Robert Matthews. He said we have a committee member also. Um, Cliff Godwin serves on a – he serves on one with the coaches for the southeast region. But I think what Robert's referencing is John Gilbert. I think it's next year that John Gilbert goes on. Right. Um,
1: He actually is starting in July. He's starting in July. And even if it's East Carolina – when it comes to East Carolina, obviously he's going to recuse himself. He can't vote on East Carolina. I know the state obvious, but for people that don't know, he can't do that. So um, great to have him on. We're excited to have representation. Uh, it speaks volumes to not only John Gilbert, his reputation, but also to our university. So we're happy pride-wise, but it's not going to make that much of a difference.
2: Coach O has been in the past, which, um, don't, yeah. not currently. Uh, what, what Coach O still – is doing though is he's a regional site director so you know he he may get sent out to uh to palo alto or wherever i know he's been out west at times in the past uh in the last few years perhaps last year uh, but um definitely in the last few he was sent to corvallis because i remember uh, yeah clip brock on pirate radio was laughing about that and he had him on uh, i want to say live from corvallis
1: (laughs) Yeah. Coach o is the best. And he told me again, he, he told me again, you know, he's very uh, humble as a person. He said, Dave, if they'll have me. And I'm like, come on, Coach o, you're a legend. Everybody knows Coach o, uh, baseball. He oh, told me that. Oh, uh, no, no doubt. <laughs> Bubba, he said, if they'll have me, like, I mean, come on, you know, they're going to take a guy that, I mean, he was at ECU for 45 years. He's coming back out of retirement to be back with the Pirates and ECU. So, uh, yeah, Robert, uh, Coach o was uh, back in the day. Now, John Gilbert will be, I think it's his term starts guys in the summertime in of July off the top of my head. Um, but he's he's awesome. And, um, you know, John Gilbert's going to do a great job on that committee. And I would just say to anybody in the committee again, uh, I am not anti SEC, but eight is is uh, maybe two or three too strong. Um, we we realize that they're going to get a number of them because they're the best conference, but. Eight is definitely on reputation and not because they deserve it. That's just my opinion. If people get mad at me, they get mad
2: at me. Yeah. And I
3: don't think very many people on our listener base is going to get mad about that. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, they won't.
2: I think you had put this up earlier when we were talking about the breakdown because Kyle was talking about he was surprised that the Sun Belt only received one. But um,
1: yeah. And he's so- right about Kyle and I don't always agree on the show. We agree more often here. I think, but Kyle is absolutely right. For the Sun Belt to only have one is a real slap in the face, and I I I don't understand why they don't have at least two or three. I mean, that's my gut feeling. Their baseball conference speaks for itself, but and I'm being fair because we're not even in the Sun Belt, but they have a lot of great baseball in the Sun Belt, and you got to tip their hat. And when it comes this time, that's how you reward them. And to uh, again. I could, I can kind of see – I see the four ACC. I can deal with that. Um, the Pac-12, you know, with Stanford, it speaks for itself. But the eight SEC is where I have a problem. Everything else – and the – I'm sorry, and, of course, the Sun Belt having at least one or two more. But that's what you say, Kyle, is you should take a couple away from the SEC and give it to the Sun Belt, right? Yeah, you know, I would say take one away
3: from the SEC. Auburn, South Carolina um, – and, and give it to Southern Miss, and you have two, uh, two Sunbelt host schools, and USM over 40 wins, second place in the Sunbelt regular season, and then won the tournament, so
2: um,
3: yep. that's pretty pretty good resume.
2: And then, then in the Big 12, um, when was the last time you had uh, one. A, Big, a Big 12 co-champion, um, or actually two Big 12 co-champions perhaps, I'm not sure their tiebreaker situation, but the regular season standings: you had Oklahoma State, West Virginia, and the Texas Longhorns at 15 and nine. Oklahoma State is, of course, the only host there in Stillwater. But um, the Mountaineers really played themselves out of it. out of a, out of a hosting opportunity. They lost five straight, went two and Q in the tournament after having gotten swept in Austin by the Longhorns the final week of the regular season.
1: Yeah, guys, I was going to talk about that. That That's one of the biggest surprises coming down the stretch if it's like a horse race. Uh, West Virginia, really, you said that uh, perfectly. I thought Randy, Mazing and company, um, I thought they would beat Texas or at least uh, obviously win two out of three there. They didn't. I know it's on the road. And then the shocker, though, for me, that the Texas series is what it is. But for them not to win, to go, like you said, they lose two in a row and they're out of the tournament. That was one of the biggest surprises. Did you guys have any more surprises as far as upsets or anything around the country with the conference baseball tournaments? Murdered anybody? Murder
2: b- Yeah, before we uh, go to that, I um, wanted to throw up a comment here that Johnny Gardner said I referenced Cliff Godwin. And I couldn't think of the term, but just a subcommittee that he's on. Um, actually referenced that in, in um, a couple interviews here recently and didn't Say specifically today, but um, he did talk about when asked by Stephen Igo of Hoist the Colors in 94 3 the game. When when Igo asked, Hey, coach, you know, I know you have a, probably a pretty strong opinion about this, but um, uh, you know, what would you say to the committee as far as why the Pirates deserve to host? And so and then coach was making his case and he said, Butch Thompson is on the subcommittee that I'm on for the southeast region said that uh cliff you shouldn't feel bad about the RPI, which at that time of the conversation was twenty-four. He said you should not feel bad about that because you you did everything you could um, you know, with your non conference schedule to to try to make that uh not be the case. And you know, you look at the Pirates non conference RPI, um give me a moment, but I wanna say it's top five. Uh at least it had been at least it had been. it, it is Non-conference RPI it, it is now ninth. So oh uh, it, oh non-conference, strength to schedule, <laughs> non-conference strength of schedule, non-conference
1: strength of schedule twelfth. So so there, hey, there you go. By the way, I I know why uh, Matt's not on the show tonight, guys. You know why? He's partying really hard because Charlotte won Conference USA the tournament, and uh, I I feel like uh, he's partying there with uh, a drink in his hand, like a true pirate. Uh, there, how about that? Uh, North Carolina RPI is nine, North Carolina no, strength no, strength no.
2: Strength. the uh, not the non conference RPI. That, that's the information that I just I got, referenced.
1: Okay. thank you. William. I'm, I'm sorry, I thought you meant just you throwing ahead. it
2: up on the screen for our viewers. Um, and anyone maybe going back and watching the show archives, I'm just Throwing those the numbers that I just the information I'd spit out on onto the screen. Uh, appreciate Wayland chiming in as always. Thank you, Wayland. Can you sh- shoot some cannons for us? He's out there in, uh, I guess that's left
1: field there and at uh, Clark Uh But seriously, guys, how about that? You know when uh, Kyle, you were talking about the baseball conference next year uh, for the American uh, Charlotte winning the the tournament uh, there for Conference USA, and they will be coming in. Uh, next year. So great for them. Uh, I know, I know, like I said, that Matt is thrilled about that and uh, they'll be, they'll be great next year. The basketball and baseball certainly is more of a rivalry than the football will ever be.
3: Yeah. I'm Charlotte. won in conference USA. Good for Charlotte. Uh, and they are coming into the Americans, So it's good for the league, but uh, yeah, certainly more of a rival going forward in baseball and basketball than, uh, than we'll ever consider them as football
1: yeah i i don't ever see that happening but anyway congratulate i wanted to congratulate them and tip my hat to them they won and again that uh, guys i want to ask you guys and i want to ask the guys and ladies that are watching and listening right now as far as next year you know know, one of the things that hurts us is because of our baseball conference not as being as strong as it could be but with the baseball teams we have coming in don't you guys think that um that will help us next year I mean, obviously, we have to win. I mean, I'm not saying that, but as far as uh, what's really hurt us is because we can't help the conference we're in.
3: Yeah, baseball will be a bit better. I mean, it's not going to be, it's not going to go from what it is now to being one of the. It, it'll be better. You, 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 you got Charlotte's pretty good. FAU's pretty good. I think UTSA is pretty good. Um, yeah,
1: and very, um, Antonio,
3: and of course Rice historically is very good, but they uh they've been down for a while now.
2: And excellent point here, appreciate um loyal listener Justin Butts sending me this information. Um the tweet by Ben Upton of the 11.7 podcast who played his college baseball for the Mercer Bears uh, oh, yeah. about about 5 or 6 years ago, but Ben uh, tweeted a a picture of the 22 23 committee members and Coastal Carolina, Indiana State, and Auburn all have uh, an AD, you know, or assistant AD on the committee. (laughs) And and those three are going to be – obviously, they had excellent seasons, but those three are going to be, you know, seated there somewhere between probably 13th and 16th. Yeah,
3: having Gilbert on there might help more than what we think.
1: uh, Man, how can it hurt? How can it hurt? I mean – With our, we, uh, he, like I said, he has a lot of respect in the um, community, if you want to, when it comes to ADs. And then with uh, our baseball program, I mean, it speaks for itself. I really believe, um, next year, uh, will be great. But guess what? Uh, the great thing about it, we got a lot of baseball ahead of us. I think that's one of the great things that after the loss today, I was very hurt, but I started thinking about, hey, we still have everything in front of us that we need to achieve winning a regional, super regional, Omaha, winning a college world series, all that's still in front of us. And guess what? We've won more regionals than we have conference tournaments in in the cliff Godwin era. So it's not like that we can't win a regional if we have not won a conference tournament, that's just a cherry on top. And of course that we wanted to uh, host a regional, but um, it's going to be interesting. I want to get, let's go around the horn as far as the uh, listeners and viewers uh, where do they think we're going to be on on Friday? I wonder what uh, they think. I, so, like I said, I'm going Conway. I think we're going to be in Myrtle Beach there in that area with Coastal. They came here last year. I think we'll be with them. Um, that's my pick, but I, I, hope I'm, I hope I'm right on that. But I don't, you know, it is what it is.
2: And thank you to uh, Justin Butts for the graphic.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go Columbia, like I
3: said. Uh,
1: two with South Carolina. And, and you, Hey Kyle, you might have a great point of um, South Carolina might be an easier team than coastal. I mean, I I don't see how, I still don't see how Auburn, well, I see now because they have (laughs) 80 great point there, but uh, I I just don't see how South Carolina and Auburn, how they got it. I'm sorry for repeating myself, but it just really is. uh, It's, it's mind boggling. As far as uh, being hosted, you know, host, and um, I know, Bubba, you're good with the numbers, but what's the chances if you host your percentage of winning the the regional? Do you know?
2: Yeah, I don't know right offhand. I'd have to to look up that number. but I know it's extremely high, Uh, obviously. You think – just think about the Pirates. Um, You know, all the times we've hosted, um, 2001 – we advanced out of Wilson, 2004. We advanced out of Kenston. Um, and then 2009 we advanced out of, out of Greenville. Yeah. And then, and then, um, obviously, all these years we've hosted consecutively. Um, the only one we lost was the very, the very, first, the very first one in that run in 2018 when South Carolina advanced. So um, we've advanced seven out of the eight times we've hosted
1: yeah by the way uh somebody that knows about baseball and pirate baseball john gas he says sorry total bs greenville should be a host not being biased either and i agree with you john i i i really believe that it's crazy a team that has 45 wins regional cha- excuse me regular season champs um but i really believe i'm going to do a kyle now i really believe that the we are a dangerous two seed not that we're the only ones out there but um, Maybe this will give the team motivation that you know they they uh, they didn't get respect uh, that they deserved, in my opinion. But that's we'll see how it. that goes yeah, you know, you know, I
3: predict in Columbia that's where I think. You talk about Conway. Uh, if I, if I, um, I saw somebody project this there at
1: one point, but maybe a little far from home, but I believe we. I think I like our chances to win that series. or we Where at again, Columbia. Auburn. Oh, Auburn, yeah. Auburn is uh, – Auburn is, again – I'm not anti-SEC. I'm not anti-Auburn. But there's a reason why you get a regional site. is because not, of your – Nobody
2: cares if you are. Yeah,
1: I'm I know, I know. I'm just trying to SEC. say that it's not like I have – I'm just making the point I don't have anything against them. I just I do. don't want I can't stand the SEC. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can make a case – there, there's a lot of them, but uh, how about the guys with, uh, as far as uh, UConn is concerned, Did they? how did they do this weekend? I didn't follow them. I believe
2: they um, won the Big
1: tournament. Yeah, I'm just wondering why. They're they're a perfect example. They've had a great year. Um, not that I care anything about UConn, but just, again, trying to be fair uh, to them. I just don't understand why. They were poised to, I thought they were, and then, uh, up in Matt's territory, his state, if you will, that they would be, they would be hosting. In fact, I don't think they've hosted something like yeah, since- this. They,
2: they they did not win the Big East tournament. That that went okay. to Xavier, and uh, okay. they, had, they, they, had all, they had also lost to Xavier ten to two earlier in the Big East tournament, and then they had lost a couple games um, down the stretch, or one in particular late in the season there in the middle of May um, to twelve and forty three Butler. Um, after beating the Bulldogs in a pair of one-run games, they lost to them eleven to eight. So, uh, so yeah, that that did not surprise me at all. I knew UCon- UConn had played their way out of hosting them because they sometimes, you know, if they if they're borderline, that they'll maybe uh, get the benefit of the doubt from from a regional standpoint. But uh, you know, they played themselves uh, out of any consideration. Yeah.
1: 43 and 15. Uh, I, I, get that. I, I get the, the losses there and I guess they would have also had to host a tournament to have a shot. I mean, they would have had to win the tournament to have a shot to host a regional i trying to say, but, uh, 43 and 15, a strong, uh, to me, a strong resume, but what do I know? Richard Allisberg, Kyle, <laughs> no Boston college host. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, good. Um, or should they
3: be hosting? Uh, I wouldn't mind
1: being sent up to Boston if they were. Yeah, I think we could do very well up there, too. I, that's the thing. I've, I have a lot of confidence in this team. Um, it seems that it hurts really bad that we didn't get the victory today, but we've got a lot of baseball to uh, play. And Justin Butt says Tulane to Baton Rouge.
2: Yeah. <laughs> that would that would be my guess.
1: They would that's be a four, a four seed, right, guys?
3: Yeah, boy, and uh, that's going to be a four seat that nobody's going to want to see because you're not getting a four seat from from a horrible conference. You're getting a four seat from a mediocre conference, and they had to go through a a, a legitimate program, East Carolina, to win the championship. So, uh, and, uh, nobody's going to want to see Tulane as the four.
2: That's and true, they, and, and they can really, really swing the bats. So, um, yep. so if you if you're considering, you know, like the Pirates have done as well as other teams in the past, you know, holding. Mm-hmm holding their ace until Saturday for that winner's bracket game to go two and up, then uh, you may want to reconsider that if you just look and say, oh, we have, we have the 18 and 40. And obviously the coaching staff uh, is very unlikely to do that. They're not going to overlook how the green wave swings the bats. But, uh, and, but uh, that's something to keep an eye on. Because um, I told somebody that texted me earlier today when they were like I'm surprised the Pirates lost to uh, to 18 and 42 Lane. I said, what? I said on one hand yes, but um, they're much better than their, their record um, it, as far as some of the talent they have on that roster. And they're clearly playing as well as they had played this year. So it would not surprise me to uh, see them win a game or two. Uh, and clearly, um, with with their uh, even though they pitched better in the tournament, or they wouldn't have done what they did they uh, to have any shot at, at competing in a regional and and having a having a chance in advance and they have to stay out of the losers' bracket because their bullpen for the majority of the year it was a mess no doubt no doubt
1: about that it's gonna be uh, definitely really interesting and by the way uh, they have a the uh, viewer party tomorrow for uh uh, for the regional, where the announcement of the, all the regionals, they're going to have that tomorrow in Greenville. Uh, so we'll see where we're going. That's going to be a lot of fun. At uh, I guess is that noon time, guys. I know that we have to be there at eleven thirty, um, but that'll be that'll be great to see where we play.
2: I'll confirm that, but I believe that's correct. Um,
1: but we'll see how it it turns out. I, I tell yeah, you, this is going uh, to. Okay. Yeah, the, I, I feel good about it. I think we're going to – I think we're going to uh, do very well this week. I'm excited. i tell you what, uh, aren't you guys excited about our chances with pitching? Uh, we're poised uh, with all the – like I said earlier in the show, and I really believe it, we played six games with all that pitching and we almost pulled it off in the loser's bracket, coming out and go to the championship, and we won't have to play that many games coming up in a stretch – like that uh, ever again this season?
2: Yeah, no doubt. And uh, appreciate you, yeah, John Gas, so uh, sure. saying uh, have fun. That he'll continue to tune in. You guys are great. Keep up the great work. Go Pirates! Thank you, John.
1: Appreciate you, man. And uh, I yeah. watched, I watched Major League two by the way uh, a, a few weeks ago. I thought about you and a great performance. In case, in case you guys didn't know, John's in that movie. Uh, Major, probably. Uh,
2: And Sarah Sanders, we we will do that Uh, as far as having a regional podcast show tomorrow night uh, after the bracket has been unveiled. uh, We'll we'll take a look at it. And then also uh, Robert Matthews chiming in when I was making some of my comments about Tulane and the way they can swing the bats, talking about the the player of the tournament, uh, T.O. Banks, um, Tulane left fielder today, you know, he I mean, he is the the same guy that had hit three home runs against us in that one game in Greenville.
1: Yeah, he was incredible. Didn't he go was he four? He was let's see, he reached base I think four times, so it was a flyout, but he pretty much had his way with us every time today. Um, for this afternoon. So uh tip your hat to him. He's one of the best players on the team. Another thing, guys, is this Tulane team, as you guys remember with that coaching change, a lot of those guys transferred. They had a lot more talent. Um, and for them to do all they've done, they've really, really uh, improved a lot as the season's going on. Yeah. And
2: looking – while we still have this graphic on the screen, as far as the regional sites, just thinking about some of the storylines here. Uh, you have – um, Charlottesville, obviously the Pirates have had success there in the past. And then UVA, U, UVA was, was in our regional last year. Um, uh, yep. you, you had, you had that uh, memorable, memorable game where, um, uh, Zach Agnos came in to to close it out and get the save. Uh, obviously Clemson. Uh, well, Eric and Clemson. Yeah. Well, that's what Eric Bakich and Nick Schnabel at Clemson. If we were to get sent there, uh, we're Columbia, um, have a strong history with the Gamecocks in the postseason. Um, 2015,
1: you know, we were in Coral Gables.
2: Yep. Um, Con Conway, um, obviously Coastal was a part of last year's regional in Greenville, and then yeah. we've played in the Conway regional in the past, back in 2008. Um, you have it. I don't think it's going to happen, but if we were to get sent to Lexington, you have Ryder Giles, and that's a part of the Kentucky Wildcats. Um, clearly, we've been to Nashville and, and the Super Regional. Um, you have with Tuscaloosa and Cliff, Cliff Godwin turned that job down back, uh, I guess, seven years ago now. Yep. And and then uh, clearly with uh, Wake, Wake Forest, a regional rivalry, and um, it's – it's a game, uh, it's a series that's been dormant in baseball for quite some time. I guess the last time we played them, I want to say, is when we – I think we beat them in Zebulon, uh, back in the Billy Godwin years. Back wow. in like, 2013 or 2014, I remember. A oh, wow one, yeah. One was my parents to so watch us beat Wake in a midweek game at uh, Five County Stadium. Yeah, no doubt. That's going to be uh, – it's going to be interesting to see.
1: Uh, they are no doubt a great team, but again, uh, we'll see how they do, uh, as all the teams do. Guys, uh, a lot of great storylines. Again, we were talking about, and we'll see how it all plays out. Bubble
3: guys, Bubba, who, who, who are our bubble teams to be watching tomorrow to see if they get
1: in? NC State's one of their last four in is what they're predicting. Yeah.
2: my gut says. You know, just a moment, and we'll we'll bring up the Wolfpack's resume here. Their um, their RPI bodes well for them. RPI is twenty third. I know last year when they got left out, their RPI. Uh, I'll go back and see what it was. It
1: was. Yeah,
2: yeah. Was I, th- right? I think it was a little bit higher, but uh, they they still had a very good RPI when they got left at the altar, so to speak, last year. This year on um, the Wolfpack, thirty five and nineteen overall. Twenty six and seven at Doak Field, but just seven eleven away. I don't think they're going to get that. And, and, and then thir- thirteen and sixteen uh, in the ACC. So on one hand, I yeah, Sarah Sanders said state ain't getting in. I, I wouldn't think. So, I wouldn't think so. So, but uh, so I think. Um,
1: I felt like they had to win the ACC tournament to get in. That's my feeling, Sarah and everybody else. And they yeah, did.
2: Their non-conference strength of schedule, and I understand. I, th- I think it's much better than it was last year. Perhaps let me let me quickly go to uh, the 2022 non-conference strength of schedule because that's one of the real things that uh, kept NC State out. Uh, I think last year they were 14 and 15 in the ACC. Um, they finished 35th in the RPI, so they were somewhere around there when the season regular season ended, or the at least the conference tournament. So with, with the Wolfpack last year, their um, non-conference strength of schedule was 190th. This year, it's like 118 or 119. So it was better, but still not very good. Right. And that that's going to hurt them. I
1: mean, the thing that they don't understand is that, yeah, you're playing in a great conference in the ACC, but as far as that part of the strength of schedule, but the non-conference is just... Uh, unbelievable. And Richard has a great point. point, uh, two guys. Um, his regional, his story for the regional sites, he says, I don't want baseball to be divided like football or power conferences and mid-major talk. Unfortunately, this is what the regional sites look like to me. And I agree with you 1000%. Kyle uh, made that great point about Southern Miss. Uh, there's no reason in the world. They were regional, uh, regular season champions and tournament champions of one of the best conferences in the Sun Belt, and they don't get in. They've got a great resume, and uh, you're, you're exactly right, Richard. Auburn and South Carolina get in, uh, get a regional host because they're in the SEC. You yeah. uh, know, that's the third time I've said that, and I, but I firmly believe that.
2: And and as far as Coastal Carolina being referred to as a mid-major, I mean, it's ridiculous for anybody. Very, but very, I've heard people on. Um, they do an excellent job covering the yeah, game when you, when you that I highly respect. Yeah, yeah. That, that I that I highly respect for D one baseball, um, and because they do an excellent job. But referring, they they started using this P four lingo, uh, because, yeah, you know, obviously ACC, SEC, Big Twelve, and and then the pac Pack Twelve. And they've been using this P four lingo, and then referring for a team that won the national championship in 2016 as mid major. It's,
3: it's not. There is no. Yeah, speaking on behalf of Coastal Carolina. Speaking on behalf of Coastal Carolina, East Carolina, uh, Southern miss. miss. Anybody that, yeah, go on and on. Uh, I I got you mid major hanging.
2: L- Louisiana. <laughs>
1: I like what Craig has to say. He said, Kyle sounds like he's ordering hamburgers at a drive-thru. You hear me now. Would you like fries with that? Sorry, sir. We don't have any ice cream tonight. Our ice cream machine is broken.
2: (laughs) You must be be at McDonald's in Williamston. A lot of places. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It sounds... No, I just yeah. said that because you're always saying that about the the McDonald's and Williamston and yeah. other other ones in the area. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, what I was, one other comment that I had to to make about the Wolfpack because
1: can you guys hear me now?
2: We can. Yeah.
1: It sounds good sometimes, and it sounds like you're like faint. Like all right, way well,
3: I, I, I'm, I just got home. I just got home, so I hit my Wi-Fi now.
1: I just wanted to go ahead and say
3: on behalf of Coastal Carolina, East Carolina, Southern Miss, Louisiana, you know, Indiana State, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I got your mid-major hanging, baby. You you know, you know use the term mid-major. It's ridiculous when you're talking about schools that, you know, compete on a national level like East Carolina, Coastal Carolina does in baseball. And like Bubba said, Coastal won the frigging national championship in 2016, and you want to call them a mid-major. I mean, that's so insulting. I mean, well, you know, it, it, it's – I, I well, think about I, I, those I don't, programs we just named
2: except the Pirates, Coastal Carolina, National Champions, Southern Miss, and Louisiana have been to Omaha this century. You know, yeah. so in, in in the last tw- twenty plus years, they they've been to Omaha.
1: The last Tulane. time
3: Wake Tulane has,
1: yeah, oh yeah, the last time Wake won it all, 1955. <laughs> so. But they're
3: a major. They're a major.
1: No, I know. I'm just saying no, it, it, it's,
3: it's just, I know. Yeah. I'm, I'm being a smart ass. It's, it's, it's uh-huh. just, I don't know why things have to be labeled. I don't, oh, we got to call it, can't we just call it good baseball? You know, power think, uh, four.
1: Johnny Gardner, president of the Shockers, Wichita State. Yep.
2: Yeah, of course, uh, Shockers winning the national championship under Gene Stevenson and then. Fresno uh, winning that national title that we referenced earlier where they won the WAC tournament to get in and then went on the unbelievable run. But, um, you know, going back to to NC State, uh, because it's just mind-blowing to me being located where they are. I understand you're in the ACC, but just being located in this region, when when you are playing midweek games against East Carolina, Coastal Carolina, Campbell – all of whom have top twenty-five RPIs. How in the world do you have a non-conference strength of schedule that's so so bad? It's because you played Wagner two hundred and thirty-four. You played Belmont two sixteen, and both of those, are, you know, those are these are three-game series. Um, New Jersey Institute of Technology two hundred and twenty-two. What? Uh, yeah. What? And so there you have three. St- Three series. I, I think those are the only three non-conference series they had, and they're all against teams that are, that are between two sixteen and two thirty four. So, oh. so you you're largely uh, it'll be interesting to see. If, Why
3: would you do that to yourself? Why would you put exactly. yourself at disadvantage?
2: <laughs> to? Even, even, even if you're only stepping it up, from, you know, for one out of those three <laughs> weekends, but one of one of those three weekends play. Put your big boy pants on, Wolf Puppies, and and, and, and play someone, uh
3: play, play freaking Charlotte, old yeah, yeah, play a three series
2: against Charlotte. It doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be uh it doesn't have to be, uh, have to be um a tremendous this is N C State, Craig. We're talking about Coach Avent and the Wolf Pack. Uh, it just it blows my mind after what they went through last year, that they did the same things to themselves and and Maybe this year's schedule is already set in stone, but we'll see in 2024 if they're left out once again, which they quite probably will be, if they'll play a Charlotte, a three-game series, or or someone of that nature.
1: Guys, how about the fact that, uh, think about this, in 2021, you know their arrival, but they got screwed. They got screwed by the NCAA uh, big time, you know, for the whole mess about COVID. That was ridiculous. Then last year they missed out. And it looked, there's a good chance, uh, you know, I'm not on the committee, but it's a good chance they're outside looking in. And again, strength of schedule means something. And they, and, uh, Elliot Amit is, is, uh, been around for a long time at NC state. He should know better on that. No, he really should, but we all know
3: he likes dodging and playing tough teams. So,
1: well, yeah. it is. it yeah. is, as they say, it is what it is, but, uh, Robert asked me a quick question off uh, the record as far as uh, off of baseball and sports uh, being in Williamston. He said, tell me about Georgia Deans. We hit the Hitchin Post last week. Uh, Georgia Deans is right across the street from Hitchin Post, as you probably know, Robert. Georgia Deans, to give you a quick uh, synopsis, that is a uh, a lady that was uh, really big here. Her name was Georgia Dean. Uh, that was her middle name. Uh, she actually hosts. She had a florist there. And lived upstairs of that, which is now the uh, it's like a banquet room. Uh, but anyway, it's a great restaurant, like high end southern cuisine, if you will. Uh, great atmosphere, great service. Uh, the food is good. Um, I do recommend it. I think being a food Kyle knows a lot of great restaurants too. Um, but have you eaten in, uh, Georgia Dean's, Kyle? Uh, no, I haven't. Um, typically, I'll call you, I thought you were just ahead no, yeah. it's
3: simply when we we go to Williamson to visit my dad's whether he's a four or his shamrock. All
1: right, yeah, your dad's your dad's the best. Love Frankie, um, but
2: the snake charmer knew they weren't good in the big picture and wanted to try and catch lightning in a bottle.
1: They <laughs> <laughs> talking about Elliot, uh, yeah. Elliot Avery. Well,
2: wow. or as Kyle says, Elliot Avery.
1: That's right. <laughs> oh, event, uh, come on, man. He, he know he knows. He knows. I mean, this is not I, I didn't realize I had forgotten. I think I remember they played the Wag was it you said Wagner? I think I remember that. But yeah. I didn't what was that institute?
2: New, New Jersey Institute of Technology. Come on, Elliot. Come on. Elliott, come in, on. Bel, Belmont from from Nashville.
1: Yeah. Okay. I I, I yeah, I I that the institute thing, I I never heard that one. So
2: yeah, wow. In, yeah,
1: NJIT
3: sounds like an online school. <laughs> Did they play an online school? Is it like that high? Was it like that high school that was on ESPN? That was not even a real school that just existed online.
1: I forgot yeah. about that. Guy. Yeah, that was a great story. That's not hysterical. Sure. It's like, who the hell are we playing?
2: <laughs> but um Big team. And the other thing about that is. You know, with NC State's resources and that, and that money from being in the Atlantic Coast Conference, yeah, it's, it's a little bit different than our situation where um, we have significant budgetary restraints that, that um, you know, in the past we played a series at a Pepperdine or a Cal State Fullerton or UCLA on multiple occasions. Uh, I know twice we went to, to uh, Westwood to take on the Bruins. But with NC State if they wanted to to do a trip like that to play a UCLA or an Oregon State or Stanford yeah, yeah. Or, or, or whoever, or, may, or maybe even a Long Beach State um, that would have a decent RPI. Yeah. I mean, somebody like that. But uh, in my opinion, I mean, if I was on the committee, if you're one of those bubble teams like, like the Wolfpack are, and I see a non-conference schedule like that, especially after you did it last year, ain't no way you're getting in. Yeah, I don't. Especially I don't. with the 13 and 16 league league record. If you were if you were 14 and 15, that's still, I, I think you'd be on the outside looking in, but three games under 500 in your conference and you choose to schedule like that, uh, and get out of here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> By the way, I've got a topic for you guys. Speaking of money uh, for you guys, I just had this thought over the weekend and I forgot to text you all. So, um, in fact, all our viewers and listeners, y'all can chime in, too. Um, recently, I was listening to, uh, by the way, our good friend Steve Igo is doing a great job on 94.3 The Game. And he has the Hoist the Colors show every weekday noon to one. So I want to give him a shout out. He had Hank Hitton on, who is one of the partners, managing partners of uh, Interbanks Media and, of course, 94.3 The Game. And they were talking about uh, with uh, the Bo- team Boneyard and the NIL Collective. And he was talking about the, they've raised in just really since January, like $536,000. And they were talking about, Hank was talking about the uh, other folks that are, you know, doing the similar thing said that, and as far as East Carolina is concerned, we should raise a million. It got me thinking about our great baseball program. And I know Kyle, you're talking about, you know, the football team, but, we have a lot of great baseball players. How great would it be if we can um, up that number as far as um, you can actually put in there who you want to give it to. So it could be the baseball program. It could be a baseball player. Uh, Say if I say Lane Hoover and I want to give him $500 or whatever, then I can do that. But I just want to get your take guys on, it was something I thought about this week and I forgot to mention our group text and also for, uh, for our our folks with a co-host here.
3: uh dave i was getting something out of the truck when you uh we talking about that so uh I, I, thought you were,
2: I thought maybe you were eating jersey mike's number eight again <laughs>
3: no no i uh not today had uh had a seafood boil tonight many hours ago but uh, i think I what you spirit. were asking was about um the collective and how it's going uh I, I didn't even catch the numbers how much money are we adding the collective?
1: We've, uh, well, we've spent it all out. Uh, when they get it, they obviously, you know, it's not like they have like a pot. As soon as they get it, they're giving it to the different athletes, but
2: it, it has not been, it's not all spent. Uh, oh, okay. No, but, uh, 536,000. Yeah, yeah. More- it, yeah, it's between, yes, right around 500, 550,000 thereabouts. Um, in, I want to say, what about 11 months? Or something?
1: Well, they, yeah, and they haven't really, they were talking about they, they have been around like a year, but almost a year. June will be a year. Yeah. But they really started in January, really pushing this thing hard. And they raised, they raised most of that money, guys, in about four months. Yeah, so right, about
2: 400K, I say.
1: Yeah. And so my point is, Kyle, you're big on the, and I thought about you, you're big on the NIL. And as far as our, the American is concerned, like schools like they were competing against. We need to raise about... I'm a big on
3: the NIL. I don't know I'm big on the NIL, uh, but... uh talking about I, I the
1: fact that what I'm talking about uh, is... Like, I think it's very
3: important, and I think it's very right. unfortunate that it's out of control. Um, right. I, I'm all for guys making some money, but I'm also for some loyalty, and you come here, and scholarships got to mean something, and you know, you want to support a guy, and you know, it's hard to say what you do, you know? Like with our old lineman that transferred to Auburn, you know what? I, You know, who knows what he got offered? He might have got offered 50 grand. Who knows? So it was hard to say what we would do. The problem is that it's allowed to be done, that we can we can have a guy here after spring ball, first team arguably our best offensive lineman, and Auburn decides they need another offensive lineman. And that deal was made before he entered the portal. And you can't tell me it wasn't. Nobody can convince me otherwise. And that's what needs to be cracked down on.
1: Uh, yeah, I was talking about the fact of uh, not that you like want all this outrageous spending. I'm talking about the fact that the importance of it, of the fact that we need to be putting a lot of resources, meaning the Pirate Nation needs to step up and uh, give a lot of money to it. And I, my end point to tonight bringing it up was the fact that baseball being so good, uh, you can actually give it to an individual player or you could give it to the baseball team, Say you say, I'm going to give $1,000 to NIL for the baseball team. Uh, We actually have uh, one of the board members of Team Boneyard gave it to the lacrosse team. Um, So you could actually say, I'm going to give it to a certain sport or a certain player. So I was just thinking about our baseball players. How cool would it be uh, to have uh, the baseball team, everybody, every baseball player, when we have the issue of going back to scholarships, 11.7, which is totally ridiculous. I don't want to waste any time on that. Are going on a tangent, but that would be great if we could raise a lot of money for NL for baseball. Just talking about that specifically, not that that's the only important sport.
2: Yeah, that's something that will be interesting to see in the years to come. Obviously, you've had programs like like LSU uh, be a big spender, getting getting Tommy Tanks, uh, Tommy, Tommy White to come in from NC State uh, after his stellar freshman season. Yeah, uh, I, know, I know you enjoyed that comment there in the private chat. Yeah, I'm <laughs> but, sorry, it just caught me off guard. I was giving I wasn't... the example of uh, I won't we'll read that to Kyle off the air. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but <laughs> uh,
1: I just wanted yeah, your,
2: your point. Um, until there's some sort of um regulations and enforcement of regulations as far as any type of salary cap and where the money can be spent and so on and so forth. Um with baseball being eleven point seven scholarships and for the ones that have a an abundance of NIL money, it would be interesting to see if they put some of that toward um baseball, for instance, yeah. and 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 then supplement it where, you know, they're basically on a full ride um and, and not having to pay for their school or not having to pay for as much of their schooling. So maybe instead of 25%, they're getting several thousand dollars and because of that it's more like they're on 50%. Yeah,
1: that that's my thing is I, I really believe that um, for me personally, I would like to, I don't know, and another thing guys, if you think about it, a million dollars is a lot to us, but as far as pirate Nation, as far as uh, NIL, um, I, why not two million? Why can't we, you know, in other words, we're not going to compete? I'm not talking about competing with the Alabama's of the world, don't misunderstand me. But a million dollars, we can definitely raise two million for the NIL, don't you think? Am I way off base on that? I mean, I just feel like two million would be uh, very doable in a 12 month period.
2: I'm sorry, Dave, I'd stepped away for a moment. What was the amount you said you think is very doable?
1: I'm just doing a bubble right now. I said the million dollars is like to compete in the American to be the upper echelon of the American.
2: Yes, um, uh, I, I think, think
1: two million is very doable.
2: In the recent interview um, where Hank Hinton was on with Stephen I Go on Hoist the Colors on ninety four three, the game. I encourage you to go back and to listen to that. And we're actually we're aiming to have Hank on this show soon. He's agreed to come on, just had to work out the details, and he stays very busy traveling and, and so yep. forth, uh, in addition to everything he's um, doing for Team Boneyard, which we greatly appreciate. But
3: um... Is Igo paying us for all these plugs we've given him tonight?
1: Hey, Igo. <laughs> I don't know. I'll, I'll text him and ask him if he's paying. if he's paying yeah,
2: pay he us. <laughs> In, in fairness, you know he, um you know, he, some I don't remember what the topic was, but uh, you know he, he mentioned mentioned us uh last week sometime on one of his programs.
3: Oh well, then I do apologize, Mister Aga. To, to,
2: to his credit, but uh, I
3: do apologize, uh, Mister Aga. Uh,
2: earlier, uh, earlier when I brought <laughs> keep, it, up, keep
3: mentioning the sports objective, and we'll keep mentioning you. Fair is fair; that's all good.
2: But yeah, he likes it. Uh, 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 earlier when he. Uh, when I when I brought it up, it was just because I would referenced a bit of information he had put out there. So just just wanted to be fair that uh, that was not something that uh, that I I'd come up with. Uh, so if anyone you know anyone listening didn't think I was just robbing Igo of his uh, of his information.
3: Hey, did I mention how much I like Stephen Igo on HoistTheColors How <laughs> are you going to tell me is he plugged us on his podcast and. Yeah.
2: Get yeah, our own show. Radio show com, no. you, and you, you won't be able to access the website. Do it again? I was joking because you said hoistthecolors.com. Yeah, hoist the do, Yeah, yes, net.
3: Yes, 24 7 site. Go there for all your pirate content. And he's got a tremendous radio show out here. <laughs> so, hey, like I say, that's all I need to know. He mentioned us.
1: Good on him. Yeah, no doubt. It's a great show every weekday again, noon to one. Noon to one. <laughs> All right, so uh, appreciate everybody. Do you guys have anything we've, uh, before we go? We'll, we'll throw it out in the chat. And uh, certainly, if you're a real person, uh, we'll do that. But if you're a troll, then we're not. So oh, let's... we got
3: trolls again?
1: Yep, but anyway. Who are and they trolling?
3: Fine. Are they trolling me?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's all, it's all good.
2: That's what still... are they saying? Maybe you... m- move, moving forward, uh, we'll look at that. John Gast, uh, as far he makes a comment, how about NIL for the sports objective? Uh, with a uh, emoji with the tongue sticking out. But uh, no, that is something that in the past, John, we actually did that uh, the previous football season in 2021. And we had small NIL deals with Jira Wilson. uh,
3: Ron uh, Jones.
2: Perhaps I should have just said a, a former pirate that's now UCF safety. And most folks would have known who I was talking about. And, uh, you know, at least Jara did get his degree, but uh, yeah, that was that was interesting. I'd like to know what he's getting from the knights, and then um, as Kyle mentioned, Ryan, Ryan Jones, former you know, he's, coach,
1: saying, right he's saying getting us paid. Well, John, that would be sponsors, and if you want to sponsor our show, um then by all means, not you, but I mean anyone that wants to sponsor our show, um, then we obviously have sponsors, and we appreciate them very very much for. Um, having that and we're working on that too so appreciate that john and uh, hey all you have to do is email us the uh, these uh, sports objective so sort of, uh, help me out oh, i'm sorry at gmail. dot
2: yeah. obj.com okay. or excuse me at gmail.com you got sorry I was tongue tied I couldn't say it. The sports obj at gmail.com um, you know for our viewers um, let's see we'll put this on the screen here and as soon as we get get rid of that comment, but, uh, yeah, OBJ at gmail.com. If you have any, anything like that, topics, potential guests, uh, anything at all you'd like to communicate with us about, uh, that's how you can reach out to us. In addition to obviously on our social media, uh, t- tweeting at us, or, um, also on Instagram at these, these, sports objective, or, or on TikTok as well. But, um, you know, something I want to mention while John Gass is still tuned in is I uh, heard an interview with Joe West recently. Uh, he was on with Brian Bailey and he was talking about when he was on Naked Gun uh, way back in was like the late eighties, early nineties. So he was saying, you know, here 30 plus years later that he's still getting a check every month, um, you know, from that movie. And then, um, Say it again. The original naked gun, yeah. The, the Joe, you know, Joe West was an umpire in that movie,
1: yeah, yeah.
2: So, so, um, for that small role we played in that movie, he said over the last 30 years that he has collected a quarter of a million dollars. Oh my god, I didn't, that I didn't... Small, wow, that small role in 33 years or so, he is <laughs> wow. he, he is. Collected two hundred and fifty thousand dollars or thereabouts. So uh, John Gast, if the reason I brought that up is because m- many of our listeners may know John Gast was in Major League Two, uh, so yeah, yeah he's had he's had the dough rolling in as well for his uh, for his scenes in that movie.
1: No doubt, and uh, John has always been very good to us. And <laughs> John said he needs an agent. <laughs> uh, yeah, i tell you what, uh, I was in a movie, this is a true story, back in 2012, and I stayed up like 30 some hours, and uh, it was a sh- actually a movie on Netflix, and I never made the cut, so that was kind of sad, but anyway, Nate asked, uh, is asking Bubba, do we expect AMAC to be fully recovered by next week and ready to go? I think so, it was a lot of it, don't you think Bubba it was just exhaustion? I don't think it was anything real serious
2: yeah i definitely think so um, you, you look at how amac performed and uh and then obviously the the hydration situation with the receiving the fluids of the iv and uh he he still had a tremendous eight hit week i think uh, when i crunched the numbers i think he would amac was eight out of 24 as kyle has rejoined the program here and uh, we'll bring him in momentarily but um but yes, AMAC should be good to go I, from everything I've heard uh, when Friday and the regional rolls around.
3: Yeah, I was just reading. Uh, David sent me a screenshot of my text message, and so I was just reading. I had missed the comments from Buff and Buffy. Um, <laughs> so I'd, uh, I'd like to tell Buff and Buffy, whoever you are, to uh, below button- me. <laughs> Buff and Biffy. <laughs> Buff and Biffy. Diff and Diffy. Uh, <laughs> blow and blow me. How about that? All right. You know. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, what they want. Or they want a reaction out of me. They got it. So I made their night. I hope they're happy now.
1: All right. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I'm trying to get the shit back on the rails here.
3: Oh, <laughs> if anybody, if any of our listeners sounds a good plumber in the Kingston Goldsboro, Snow Hill, LaGrange, Green, if they'll come to LaGrange, is all that really matters. Anybody knows a good plumber? Um, seriously, no jokes with this. Uh, please hit me up on Facebook.
1: All right. All right, guys. Do you have anything before we go? I know we're running over an hour and a half, uh, but we. Uh... <laughs> Mark, thank you, you Mark. <laughs> that's right. You tell them,
3: Taker. You tell them, Taker.
1: Yeah. Uh, Mark Galloway is the greatest.
3: That's but, The Mark Galloway um, by the way guys. I don't know if you realize that that is that is Taker himself.
1: Oh right, the Undertaker. Yeah, oh I yes. Oh man, I'm yeah. a huge fan. Yeah, that documentary The Last Ride is great on uh Peacock if you haven't seen that. Uh, very good. Uh saw that when it first came out but Hey uh, Mark,
3: I, I got the uh I got I, I collect uh just something for Biff and Biffy. Uh, I collect uh I collect, uh, I collect uh, WWE action figures, current and classic, uh, as long as they're classic stars. And I I have uh, Mark Calloway, uh, Undertaker as Mark Calloway uh, figured box. If I send it to Mark Calloway and he autographs it, that's technically legitimately having Mark Calloway autograph it.
1: All right, The Undertaker.
2: So, yes, like Craig uh, points out, uh, going back to the Joe West, uh, the income he's receiving from that small role he played in the movie Naked Gun uh, from over thirty years ago. He said that two hundred and fifty thousand over thirty three. That comes out to eight thousand three hundred thirty three dollars or thereabouts per per year.
3: Well, there you go. That's a nice yeah. little uh, side hustle.
2: Not bad for you know. Okay. What, what was uh, if you heard that interview, Craig? Which I'm guessing you may have. Uh, that uh, the little role. I want to say it was. Took him two or three weeks, and uh, to uh, for for what they filmed, so a little two or three week commitment, um, certainly no longer than a month, turned into uh, to quite the opportunity for Mister West.
1: That's man, that's but like literally, like every year he like he did that work, but he hasn't worked for it in twenty five years. That's crazy. But hey, uh, like uh, John said, we need to get a agent, right?
3: Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. We, we us three need to get an agent. Uh, we we just need more sponsors. We just we just and and, we, and when you put together a professional product like tonight's show, why why shouldn't you get more sponsors?
1: No doubt, it's a great show. <laughs> buff, Buff, and Biffy. <laughs>
2: Looking ahead, I know we had a a few viewers chime in, just saying, "Hey, tomorrow the brackets are unveiled around lunchtime. So, whether it's um, you know sometime in the afternoon or tomorrow evening, taking taking a look at the brackets and we'll see what we can do. I know um, tomorrow evening have a family commitment, uh, you know, for a few hours and getting some." Some uh, family portraits done and so forth. So, um, oh so God, awesome. are you
3: going old school family portraits? They still do that crap. Are you, are you like um, what, what, what,
1: we're, we're
2: having we're having some pictures? Take, not only are you going my, to pennies. Not, <laughs> no. I was, no uh, we're, we're going.
1: It's, uh, I'll, I'll give you a, i wish i had a rim shot. The, weather, oh, great, the weather
2: will be better than it was today but my immediate family but also you know Stacy and all of her sisters and their families uh, and i'll tell you guys more about this all is it year. Owen
3: Mills are you going Is owen Mills going to do the no pictures? Uh,
2: no we're going <laughs> this is a local photographer we're going to a, a farm here that's about 10 miles from our house so uh, fingers crossed for good good weather and uh i like I said, I'll fill you in uh, more about the situation off the air. I got, um, I live, you know, I live kind of on the farm,
3: Bubba. You, uh, at least it's a farm farm land behind my house. They've been to my house. Uh, yeah. you, you, could, uh, you, you can yeah, come here to take pictures and you know, he hasn't been to this house. Uh, he can, Bubba Bubba can, Bubba can come here and, uh, Yeah I went to the house in, in front of the field. it will be great. Well, yeah, I, was,
2: I can only imagine, uh, the, how Kyle would, uh, would would photo bomb us in some way
3: that'd be fantastic i would just i would just add to your photos make memories with the family
2: <laughs>
1: robert hey robert that that would be classic robert says would you have the ecu hat on or after the photo sessions baba <laughs> Pencil the, the picture it, it will be uh, uh, let stacy tell stacy just for a joke can you have one picture with the ecu
2: hat on yeah, it'd be it'd be hat off, hat yeah. off. Okay. Uh, although uh, it's funny, my uh, my students at school obviously we just we just recently got out of school here because we started so early. So our final day was Wednesday, the twenty fourth. Wow. But, uh, but yes, Robert. Uh, <laughs> a lot of my students at school, you know, being a PE teacher, I'll uh, I'll wear a hat uh, most days. And on the few days that I don't wear one of my pirate baseball hats, it's like, Coach, what happened to your hat?
1: <laughs> Craig says he won't. Um, uh, <laughs> Craig says he won't see Bubba's glamour shot. <laughs> do you remember those back in the day? Y'all were probably young, but the glamour shots. Yeah. Oh my God, they were so cheesy. I'll
2: go for a I'll go for a wind blown glamour shot with all of the hair I have. Sounds good, but um, obviously, that's a that's an oxymoron there. Um, me and Glamour Shot, and uh, but uh, Justin Butts, it's sounds like my wife, she can't stand me in family pics with my ECU hat on.
1: So, Justin, do you actually have the like a real portrait, or are you talking about just like if you're at a get together and they take a picture like on a phone, or is it like a real? professional photographer. I don't know what to... Oh, man.
2: Do you guys have anything else? Nope. Uh, Hey, disappointing day, but no reason to not be excited about our postseason potential. Like I said, Trey is savage um, with the way he pitched and Depending on the matchup, uh, you know, he, he may very well get the ball in his familiar Friday night role in Game One. Depending on depending on who we're playing, and uh, and get off to an excellent start uh, and put ourselves uh, in a winner's bracket game on Saturday.
1: And uh, Justin says that even in professional shots, he wears the ECU. Wow, and all he wears is pirate gear. So.
2: Yeah, uh, I'm always told Justin that I'm a walking billboard for East Carolina University, and that and that's what I strive to be. So that that's uh, music to my ears when I when I hear someone tell me that I'm a, a walking billboard, and they should they should pay me for wearing pirate gear so much.
1: It's an honor to wear that for ECU purple and gold. What are you talking about? So. All right. Uh, Good luck to the pirates. We'll find out tomorrow. In fact, I'm going to, we'll be there at town bank tower at 1130. So we'll put that stuff. In fact, Bubba, and I'll be working on that and now I'll do the front end. And of course, Bubba does a great job. Uh, Make sure you uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Bubba's working really hard on those uh, YouTube shorts. I know Vance Root, uh, I want to give him a shout out for Zach Root's dad. Uh, He helped us out all week long. At the tournament, right there behind home plate, he did a great job. Thank you, Vance. I want to give him a shout out. I was about to forget, um, Bubba. You're doing a great job with that. I appreciate.
2: Yeah, thank you to thank you to Vance as well. Um, look forward to meeting him at whatever regional we play in. And uh, in... earlier in the season, obviously he wasn't able to make as many games as he would like, um, being there in uh, South Florida, um, but when I would attend games, if Zach was pitching or maybe even if Zach wasn't pitching, I, I'd send him a few videos and I know, um, i just tried to do the same. I put myself in his shoes. Uh, you know, I, I would want someone to do that for me if I had a child pitching all those hours away, uh, e- even when he could, you know, watch it on ESPN plus and, uh, just giving him a different perspective of it. But, uh, yeah, appreciate Vance and uh and he, he did an excellent job. He's <laughs> he said that uh, he was laughing about it. He said that his wife kinda gave him a tough time telling him to put his phone down and watch the game and but I so I, I appreciate you doing that. I certainly did not intend on you uh sending as many as you did, but but it is much appreciated.
1: Yeah, thanks to him and uh we're looking forward to having Zach around a long time. Vance, we love uh man, a great lefty. What a great pitcher, uh, Zach is. And, uh, I can't, that's one of the part of college baseball and college sports. that's great is when you have these guys, when Kyle was talking about, uh, the guys like jumping all around, it's great to have guys like Elaine Hoover, like a uh, Garrett Saylor, like a Carter Spivey. Uh, those guys are, are so great. And we appreciate them for all they've done for uh, the program for the diamond bucks. Uh, Johnny Gardner, thank you very much. We were about to forget it. Uh, PGXGloves.com. We want to thank Mark uh, Manikazi. Kaz has been so great for us the last few years. And Kyle, they've got a lot of great stuff, right? I guess Kyle's still with us. PGXGloves.com. You know, there, get custom baseball gloves. They have custom batting gloves, football gloves, swag apparel, and much more. And I tried it out. It's true. If you put ECU... And the promo code, you get 25% off. So, uh, great stuff there. Thanks to Kaz. And I think Kaz is supposed to come on the show, too, uh, coming up, right, Bubba? I know he's very busy with a company, running a company, and yeah. he's managing a, a team again.
2: Yeah. yeah, Kaz will be on the show soon. I uh, actually exchanged a text message with Cause two or three days ago, um, talking about the Pirates a little bit, and as well as what he has going on up in Maryland and – uh and he was at he's actually gonna send me a send me a hat uh for p g x gloves i think it's gonna be green and reason being is because um um because of a a group that i'm affiliated with at my school you know our colors are are green and then our mascot is the lion so um his sharp logo that he has uh, with the lion oh man and, and so um nice to to um, get that hat from cause uh, and certainly appreciate it, but yeah, we'll have cause on the show uh, here soon. Uh, we'll have uh, several different uh, pirate coaches, you know, trying to get, you know, I think we'll have the coordinators on uh, with football, um, maybe, maybe Blake Harrell as well as Andorra and on Donnie Kirkpatrick um, coach Schwartz should be sometime in early June. Um, also um, Kim McNeil, um, kind of put a a bow on their conference championship season and then uh, aiming to get some of the Olympic coaches on as well, uh, such as Shane Winkler and then also uh, Amanda Moore, uh, obviously with softball and and women's lacrosse.
1: Yeah, and uh, Shane Winkler has done a great job recruiting. We appreciate him very much. And Amanda Moore had the first 10-win season of the – of the program and program history. So congratulations to our ladies uh, lacrosse team. Very proud of them. Uh, join the Pirate Club today. Make sure you do that. In fact, uh, 252-737-4540. You can do like I do every day, ecpirateclub.com. Go there. Um, by the way, guys, looking forward to Wednesday is the uh, Pirate Club Armada in in uh, Harvey Hall for the Pitt County chapter. So looking forward to that. Uh, we're going to go to that on Wednesday. Look forward to lunchtime for that, and get your season tickets. I talked to Coleman Spain. I know that Bubba has as well. Uh, the ticket director. I know the this time of year, there's kind of like a people are not um, buying tickets, if you will. It's kind of like a it's kind of stalled out a little bit. But uh, I think we're getting close to thirteen thousand guys. So let's go ahead and get that number up easily. To I mean, Bubba and I talk about this all the time. We could easily have eighteen to twenty thousand. Season tickets. Just go to ecupirates.com, or you can give them a call at one eight hundred dial ECU.
2: Yeah, as you see that uh, graphic, uh, wait nearly three weeks ago now that we were had eclipsed twelve five. I know um, probably a week or so after that, maybe ten days after that, so around uh, May fifteenth or twentieth. Um, I had spoken with Coleman, and we were over twelve, over twelve six. And like he said, um, this is not uncommon at all after the deadline hits, and that uh, that that next month um, is pretty quiet. But then it will pick back up, maybe mid to late June, um, but certainly July and August. And then um, he said, with what we, with some of the numbers, uh, he said that. W- he feels very confident that we'll eclipse that 16,000 and hopefully more.
1: No doubt. And by the way, Bubba, I don't even think I told you, I'm um, sorry. I just realized this. Uh, it's been crazy the last couple of weeks with school and everything with the kids and uh, the sports are playing. But he told me, uh, go, if you want to go to Michigan uh, and you're going to get it through ECU, uh, go ahead and put your request in for that. And um, I believe there were $60 a piece uh, I believe. And then there's a, also a handling fee of maybe $10, 15. I can't remember off the top of my head, but uh, if you want to go to Michigan, everybody says they want to go to Michigan for labor day for the big house. Then you better go ahead and get your tickets. Uh, if you want it through ECU, then uh, make sure you give them a call at one, 800 Dow ECU.
2: So make yeah. sure you do that. Yeah. 60 or 65 bucks. Then like you mentioned that handling processing fee, but uh, not bad at all. As far as the ticket prices, um,
1: must be nice to have what is it, a hundred and seven, hundred and nine thousand. So yeah. It,
2: in, interesting to uh interesting. I'd like to know more and uh discuss that, uh, you know, whether it was John Gilbert. Um we're getting one point eight for that, right? as far as the uh the allotment that we received, uh only you know, three thousand. Right, that's what I mean. Like receiving three or three and a half thousand. I thought it might be a little bit more than that. So uh, maybe, maybe
1: I guess they only give what they have to give. Is that what it is? Because it seems like we give three thousand, but we have fifty-one thousand. You know, I mean, I don't know, but it seems like that number.
2: Yeah. No. Obviously, uh, I'm not. I I know that that I'd like to know Michigan's situation, and clearly, um, you know that that place that, despite the the large capacity is packed or essentially packed game in game out, you know, e- even when they weren't going to back-to-back college football playoffs. Um, So I would love to know, um, you know, perhaps if they have like a, a season ticket waiting list there, Um you know, you think yeah. about Nebraska all through the years, despite uh, them yeah. not having been yeah. nationally, nationally competitive for the most part in the last 15 or 20 years, I guess the last time they played for a national title, was back in 2001 against Miami, um, but the way Memorial Stadium there, and obviously that's a l- little bit yeah. different situation because it's the only Division One program in that state. But and I don't, won't, I mean, I certainly won't dive into all the other logistical, you know, issues there as far as the populations of the states and so forth. But, uh, but nonetheless, I, I mean that is impressive and that.
1: they do have a waiting list because i got an email i signed up for the email because i want to make sure i get tickets for that game and they're uh they if you try to get a i'm pretty confident you uh on that email i'll look again but uh crazy but hey pirates we can uh one of the ways we're going to improve is pirates unite right bubba
2: yeah um the ipf um Clearly, that's something that has been needed for a, a long, long time, um, and so hopefully within the next six to nine months, uh, we will break ground on that and make it become a reality. Right. Uh, so we'll, we'll at least, at least have it uh, prior to the prior to the 2025 season, if not sooner, and um, and so you, you can do so by just like. Joining the Pirate Club two five two seven three seven forty five forty, and that's something that can be spread out if you don't want to just give it in one lump sum. It can be broken down into monthly payments or um, over a number of years, on um, which which is what which is what I opted to do, uh, so that way I could give a little bit more. Yeah, but um, but yeah, two five two seven three seven forty five forty and uh, and do your part um, don't think that uh, any gifts too small because because it's not and uh, i know it's all appreciated and
1: bubba i did the same exact thing i've given so far um and i'm not a rich man but i believe in pirates unite and thanks to john gilbert and uh, obviously Brian robinson the another person we're getting on uh, very soon for the executive director of the pirate club Uh, They've done a nice job with that campaign, uh, the $60 million capital campaign. And hopefully uh, we can go ahead and get there. And by the way, I've given like already to Pirates Unite $4,000. And the reason being, Bubba, is as you know, I sold my baseball tickets. And all that money for baseball tickets went to that. And um, so I'm trying really hard to put my money where my mouth is. And uh, so make sure even uh, I'm not bragging. I'm simply saying. You can be creative if you uh, do extra jobs like I do, like DJing different things, karaoke, uh, selling my baseball tickets. However, I can give money to Pirates Unite. Um, even if you can only give fifty dollars or hundred dollars, that's that that's
2: awesome. Yeah, and the final thing that I have before we close this out is that if you're subscribed to our YouTube channel, Dave mentioned the shorts, what I've done. You know, some of you, you may have been listening, you I know, mean, since since the show came into existence back in March of 2018 and uh, we greatly appreciate that, but you may have joined us in the last year, two, three, uh, you know, I guess it was April or May of 2020 that we started using YouTube and Facebook and and stopped being an audio only podcast. So with that being the case, what I've done is some of those interviews that were audio only um, prior to April of 2020, or even a couple that were maybe audio only after that, uh, for one reason or the, or another, uh, I've taken some of those interviews, chopped them up, turned them into five or six YouTube shorts, like our conversation with East Carolina great and first round draft pick of the Utah jazz, blue Edwards. Uh, also, um, uh, also, um, conversations that we've had with chip Carey. um, uh, play-by-play voice Mm -hmm. of the uh, St. Louis Cardinals, formerly the Braves and the Cubs. Um, Some comments that he made about uh, his grandfather, Harry Carey, also uh, of Will Ferrell impersonating uh, Harry Mm -hmm. Carey. And then um, also um, Coach Connor's recent interview with Steve Watterson. If you've not listened to that episode with Steve Watterson, check that out, uh, these shorts. And I think you'll probably uh, find out that you want to go ahead and listen to that whole conversation as he talked about Jerry Glanville, Jeff Fisher, Jack Pardee, uh, Jerry Rice, and several uh, NFL Hall of Famers and uh, colorful NFL personalities. Our conversation uh, from back in the audio only days with Ernest Biner, where he's talking about the legendary Joe Gibbs, uh, NFL Hall of Famer, uh, Ricky Bussell, former Virginia Tech offensive coordinator, talking about. The recruitment and coaching of Mike Vick and um, nearly winning a national championship with the Hokies. So, uh, so many ter- terrific conversations that we've chopped up into those YouTube shorts. And then, if you you hear those clips, you like what you hear, and then go listen to the full conversations on Audio Boom or uh, one of our audio-only platforms. And then, on social media, in addition to subscribing to our YouTube channel, where we're closing in on 900 subscribers. Also, a like and follow on Facebook. Subscribe, or, or excuse me, follow on Twitter at the Sports OBJ and follow on Twitter, um, Instagram, and uh, TikTok at the at the Sports Objective on Instagram and TikTok. You no,
1: know doubt we're everywhere. And thanks to Bubba for your hard work behind the scenes, brother. I appreciate it very, very much. Uh, thanks to Kyle. Thanks to all of you. Appreciate it very much. A busy night. Uh, pirates again, we know we're not hosting, but we'll find out tomorrow. And we'll have a show, a special show for you tomorrow night, right, Bubba? Uh, in prime time, most likely. So we appreciate you. We'll uh, we'll let you know when that is. Appreciate it very much. Uh, we'll say goodbye to Kyle, Bubba, and to all of you. Thank you so much. Until next time, you've been watching Extra Innings right here on the Sports Objective. Good night, everybody. And go Pirates. Hey,
3: Pirate Nation. This is former East Carolina pitcher Davey Penny
1: of the Keith LeClair era, class of 2003. Keep attuned to the sports objective as you follow our Diamond Bucks on the road to Omaha, because y'all know we're going.
2: That
0: concludes this week's edition of Extra Innings, presented by Next Level Training Center on the sports objective. Join us next Sunday night as we will once again talk East Carolina Pirate Baseball. Be sure to follow the show on social media at the Sports OBJ on Twitter, at the Sports Objective on Instagram. Like and follow our Facebook page and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Listen to the show pretty much anywhere podcasts are found. As always, we appreciate you tuning into the show. Go Pirates! 18 plus.